Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi, and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian rollerblading podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, I just want to talk about the difference between skating on your own and skating with a group. Um, back to work after a couple of weeks off, and uh, first day back. I'm not feeling <laughs> super up for it. I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed by how much I've got to do. I, I did the right thing by kind of switching off most of my to-dos um, so that I could actually have time with the family and spend some time writing as well. Book number two is on its way. But um, as a result, you know, doing that right thing has now cursed me with this horrible thing of like these big projects and all these little to-dos and just scrappy, just all the things um, that are still there and they're piled up and, I don't know, going starting from cold, um, I feel a bit defeated, to be honest. So thanks for listening. Um, over, the, over my time off, as I think I mentioned on the last podcast, um, how good was that with Frank Stoner? If you haven't listened to that yet, you've got to. It's, it's really good. Um, uh, but yeah, there a bunch of, like there's been this kind of growing energy around um, bladers in Tassie because of a couple of guys who've just gotten back into it up in the north of the state, shout out to Lance and Zade, uh, who've kind of pulled together a real crew who are active up there. And then, uh, you know, they started a new Facebook page, got stickers made, and then planned a road trip. You know, they tried to get us, a few of us to come up from Hobart, and that hasn't quite worked yet. Uh, but they pulled off a road trip, came down to to Hobart for two days, you know, drove down early one day, skated all day, stayed the night and then skated, you know, for a big chunk of the next day, uh, next morning before heading back up. Uh, it, was, it was really great. And, um, and so I was able to join in with them mid-afternoon through to night on the Saturday night and skate with others, which I really very rarely do. You know, I did over the Boxing Day kind of period um, with a few people and occasionally will skate with one other. But it's a whole other thing, skating with a crew um, of people like that, you know. And it's, there's things to like and there's things to not like. It's a real interesting thing, especially if you've done heaps of it by yourself. It, it creates this interesting kind of experience of... Um, you know, just go, oh, well, this is different. Why is this different? You know, and so on. Because, um, look, skating by yourself, um, a big part of it is is always practice. Because you're not, not, it's not a performance. There's no one watching. You're doing it just for you. And, yeah, you may do bits and pieces of performance for the non-bladers there, you know, to, to prove yourself in the skate park in front of others, maybe. But uh, largely, you pick the things you want to work on and you work on them and you go I want to work on this grind today or these few things and so you just do them and you do it again and you do it again and you, you try and analyse and think what you're doing um, you know that's a large part of what skating by yourself is it's a very internal very focused reflective repetitive um, self dialogue with yourself and with your body and with the obstacle you know um, 
Yeah, I mean, another version of, of skating by yourself can be more um, kind of performance in the sense of you're taking a picture. There you go. Practice, P, picture, where you want to take little pictures or footage of yourself, kind of marking your progress. <laughs> um, but again, that's very staged. It can be done over and over again until you got it right. Um, I like having records of my progress and being able to see what it looks like and learn from that. But I hate the process of having to record. I find that really fiddly and annoying. Going down, checking, pressing play, setting it up. Um, having to then go back so you're not... I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, that, that's the second side of it. Um, and the third kind of skating by yourself is the... Um, is just kind of cruising where you're not really improving and you're not really performing for anyone and you're not really... Um, uh, you know, uh, taking any photos or anything, but you're just working within the boundaries of what you can already do, and it's just it's just a cruise, just a roll, it's just fun, it's just um, I wish there was a word beginning with P for that. It's play, I guess is the thing, right? It's it's play where you're just you're doing what you can do. Maybe you're doing it fairly safely. Um, you're doing lines you're comfortable with. It's just it's out there, not getting frustrated trying to do things you can't do or getting frightened. Um, doing things you can't do, um, but it's it's well within your bounds. Just enjoying the feel, the experience, reaping the rewards of the degree of skill you currently have. That's skating by yourself. Skating with a group, at least, especially if you don't do it often, is different, you know. And and it's nice being around bladers, being able to talk about blading, being able to watch other bladers, learn from other bladers. Uh, nice to represent blading on uh, mass like that uh, so many good things about it nice that if you do do something and people celebrate it they know what it is exactly and how hard it is or whatever you know and that's all that's all good um, but if you don't do a lot of it it's strange as well because it uh, part of it I can't help but feel part of it is a kind of performance where you you are wanting to show how good you are and, and almost place yourself in a hierarchy with the others who are skating. Can you, you know what I mean? Um, and I ranked pretty low, <laughs> if not the lowest, uh, with this crew who were skating. Um, and that's fine. Um, uh, maybe it's a little bit depressing when you're feeling pretty good and, and, uh, and then you see others who are better and you go, ugh, you know, long way to go. Um, uh, but there's that there's an exposure and there's that sense of being judged in a different way which is a weird thing um, and then if you're learning something it's it's not quite like practice by yourself it, it becomes this kind of tutorial um, program of, of when you try something and you don't do it then you've not done it in front of others and, and they can then tell you what you've not done even if you already knew it or tell you what you should do and 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 that's just different you know and, and I've, I've I found it kind of especially later on in one part of the session in the first park we were at they got to a point where it was um, very much a couple of people doing something and learning from the person who was by far the best uh, there and um, and they were kind of going how do I do this and, and, and that person was explaining how um, but I found it strangely exposing and demotivating because I wasn't quite in the spot where I was wanting that uh, you know I wasn't quite wanting that tutorial input you know um, but I felt then that stopped me from being able to do anything because I 
that was going to be offered to me anyway, you know, that kind of advice when you don't want advice and, and, and I couldn't really practice things because when you're practicing something on your own and you fail, you can fail 10 times in a row and you're not failing 10 times in a row in front of others, whereas then suddenly when you're failing 10 times in a row in front of others, it, it, it feels like you have to do it quicker or give up doing it and I don't know, it was, it was really weird, I didn't... I guess I want to get over that, you know. I want to want to actually make the most of these sessions and and be open to these feedback, or be clear enough to go. Oh, look, just leave me to it for now. You know, let me sort it out in my head. Um, I guess I just wasn't used to it, you know. And so that that was an interesting kind of aspect of it, you know. That sometimes you do want that feedback, sometimes you don't. Um, Sometimes you do want the encouragement of others. You can do it, you can do it, or just do this and then you'll be fine, you know, and, and then other times you don't, you know. Um, so that's that's a, kind of another side, another side of it, which is kind of really quite interesting. Um, definitely advantages to skating with a group of others is um, definitely you can get that advice from others. They can see what you're doing or what you're not doing, and they can say, ah, here's your problem. You know, so uh, this really good skater was... Um, you know, some of the cool little nuggets of advice he gave were things like, um, you know, it's the key thing is knowing what body posture you should be in for any particular grind, and then it takes care of itself. Now, it's a lot harder than that, and then uh, it's a bit discouraging when someone who's a natural says, oh, it's not that hard, but, but that's a good bit of advice, right? Get your body posture. Right. A lot of it's just in the body posture. That's very helpful. Um, and analysing grind tricks by their similarity, how similar this grind is to that grind, and, and so just change, you know, that was helpful. Or, or his comment about, you know, if you're doing a switch up from a sole to top sole, um, then rather than hopping entirely off the rail and relocking both feet, try and think about it as wrapping around um, uh, the, the H block foot to sole behind you before then hopping the, um, the current sole foot into an H-block position, you know, that, that kind of stuff, you know. So there are cool little bits of advice that you can get. There is just the watching, and, and I found that seeing people approach obstacles or do tricks that in parks I'd skated before but hadn't thought of doing that, that suddenly went, well, cool. So that's something I can then work on between now and the next time I skate with these people. I can work, you know, so there was a, in the big bowl at Rosny, uh, they were kind of entering in on, on the long side of the shallow end, and then coming up and then grinding along uh, uh, kind of lengthways across the edge and then dropping into the deep end. So kind of over the, grinding the edge as it goes over the waterfall and then they were trying to jumping in. You know, I hadn't thought of approaching it that way. It creates this nice kind of diagonal line through the bowl rather than back and forward horizontally. Um, but scary for me because I, you know, I come forwards out of soul grinds turning in an unnatural direction. So I sole with my right foot, um, and so to come out of that forwards would mean turning anti-clockwise, but although my right foot is my natural sole, uh, my natural turning direction is clockwise, turning to the right. Um, and so that's, that's a little bit scarier for me. You know, I have to be comfortable both with the sole grind and with the jumping down the, 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 the deep end, and with doing that turning in the unnatural direction. Um, as well as coping with the fear of not quite grinding far enough and coming down, not fully on the deep end, but kind of on the slope and all that. So, you know, but that's cool. So I've seen that, that looks good, it makes sense as a line. I hadn't thought of it. That's something I can work on between now and the next time I skate with these guys. So that's, you know, that's really cool, right? You just see kinds of tricks or kinds of things. I mean, I definitely resolve 
to work on um, on switching up my grinds is definitely a big goal now that I've been working to for some time but I really having seen how many of these guys were just that that was just part of what they did just going that's not part of what I do yet and, and that's got to change um, I think, to be honest, it's, it's partly realising that um, that's something that uh, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't laid down in muscle memory as a teenager at all, right? So when I left, there was like sole to top sole, front side to unnatural front side, uh, back side to sole. That was about all I'd seen from like Mad Beef and Hoax and stuff. And then I, I stopped skating for like, you know, 20 years or something. And, and so I, in a way I, you know, I was just trying to figure out those things and, and not really quite confident enough to nail them. And then that was that, you know. And, and so there's, so I haven't spent some of these guys, I guess, you know, their young adulthood, their teenage years, the, the years when they, they would spend days and days, just, you know, weekends as a whole at the skate park or at the street, spot uh, was just doing grinds and switch ups I, I didn't have that, that's not laid down and, and so I, I feel that I'm really building up foundations fresh um, that excuses, excuses that's something I want to work on, so that, that's an upside to it um, hearing the bits of advice, and yeah there is a nice encouragement, it is cool when there is that celebrating of others, being able to show progress between sessions, like I'm looking forward to improving, and then next time I skate with these guys for them to notice. Um, like I'm not sure whether uh, the guy that I've skated with before in this group would have noticed that I'd improved at grinding on the coping since last time we'd skated after Boxing Day, but I had. Um, you know, and, and so that, that, that kind of stuff, you know, you want to think that you can, um, you know, be nice to next time. Uh, have more grinds on the coping, have top, so, top side grinds comfortably on the coping, have some switch ups on rails and ledges as well as on the coping, uh, as well as having grabbed one handed inverts and uh, you know the one handed Miller flip, um, or at least the Ninja Turtle up to the coping, as well as some stuff in the deep end of the bowl. You know, it would be great to have a whole collection of these things, at least some of them progressing. Um, uh, next time I skate with them. So, you know, there, there you go. That's been my journey, you know, um, from largely skating alone to skating with a, with a gang and, and how different it is um, from what I'm, what I'm used to. Um, I like it. I, I think I still like doing stuff alone. I think I've always liked exercising alone. There's a lot to like about jogging or riding or going to the gym and just, just retreating into your own headspace rather than this social obligation and, and dimension. Uh, however, I do like it and, and looking forward to doing it again and I'm really thankful that um, uh, there's now s some energy around skating as a gang um, so that that will be more likely than it would have seemed um, uh, even fairly recently. Yay. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch, theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.